0: We potted plants, had a little gin, it was roasting, but it just felt so good for the soul and so nourishing. Hi lovely people, welcome to the diary of an ex-teacher, navigating the world of well-being. I'm Ashley, known on social media as Mindfulness Green, and in this podcast I'll share my experiences of leaving teaching after 14 years and how I'm now navigating my new career in the world of well-being. Every episode I'll share some tips on improving your well-being through positive psychology, science and coaching and I'll basically have a blather about the constant journey of trying to be well in a world where there's so much to grapple with. We all want to flourish so let's do it together. So in you come and let's have a wee chat. That quote was from my diary when my friend was out visiting, and it was really funny because we were talking about how when she was here ten years ago, we were out all the time, like doing all the different things that there is to do here in Dubai. And this time we cancelled quite a lot of the things. And one of the nights we stayed in and sorted out the plants on my balcony, potted, repotted some of them, planted more, and had a little gin just the one and it was really hot it was like really humid at that time and it was just kind of beginning of October and it was just so lovely having good company doing something with my hands like moving the earth around and it just felt so nourishing for myself and the other thing about it was we allowed ourselves and gave ourselves the permission to just you know not feel like, oh, we should be doing this, we should be doing that, that is exactly what we wanted to do and it just felt so loving and nurturing towards ourselves to just do something that makes you happy. So this episode is going to be about self-love and again, like always, I'll connect that to teaching and my experiences of working in education for 14 years um, a little bit, but also this episode is really, you know, can be listened to by anyone um, self-love is a big one, I'm only going to touch a little bit on it today, but before we do, I want to just say thanks to the people that um, got in touch with me after last week's episode, because I was going to start reading out some of the things that, you know, responses and replies and DMs and things that I've had. So I had three replies last week, which is amazing, so I know some people still are behind on a few episodes. Anyway, I just wanted to share some of the things and questions that people had. Someone said they look after their work-life balance by having set work days. So they know they're a teacher. So they know that inevitably their workload spills over into their own time. So then they just pick one evening that week and they utilize, you know, they utilize their time effectively. So they decide they've only got one week where I'm going to stay, one night where I'm going to stay late. And this week it might be Monday, this week and the next week it might be Wednesday, whatever fits. But they only allow themselves one late evening, like really late evening. And the other thing they said they do is sometimes if they've got things to do at the weekend, because maybe after school they're just too tired, and they know that they have to work out a little bit at the weekend and they're okay with that. But again, they pick set time, so it'll either be like Sunday morning or Saturday afternoon whatever it is but if it's one if they do some work on one day they don't do anything on the next day so thanks so much for that. Um, someone else said when things are too much in school I just stop and take a walk for a few minutes and then come back So I'm guessing that they didn't really mean, you know, when they're with the kids or whatever, like leave them unattended. But I guess um, at break time or if you're sitting after work and you're you're trying to get through loads of stuff and just this like ever growing to do list, you take one thing off and five more things come on, then just put everything down and go and take a breather. So that's a really nice tip. And that kind of supports a bit of balance within the workplace. Now, this was an interesting question. Someone said, what if the demands mean that work just takes over? It just takes over and you've got no choice but to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I totally get that question. I felt like that sometimes you just have to keep giving and giving and giving. Um, I suppose my, my answer for that would be if things are becoming overwhelming or becoming too much, chances are you're not the only one that feels like that. So it's really easy to like, you know, get in a corner somewhere and have a right good moan and vent. And sometimes we need that to get it off our chest. But my advice would always be, okay, well, find a solution then and think about a solution to that problem. For example, I've worked in places before where the marking and the books just was too much and it wasn't really benefiting the kids so everyone got together had a to chat about it I've heard this in other schools as well and it was a really lovely solution was found you know that suited everyone so I would also take some research like there is always going to be someone who has done research into your whatever it is you know the benefits of this or um, different things especially within education Google Scholar is an amazing place so if whatever it is you're looking for like I always use teacher wellbeing as an example so say um, teacher well-being in the primary school or teacher well-being after the pandemic whatever it is and then type that into Google Scholar um, but for whatever the issue is that when work is so demanding and it's just taken over then what would be the solution? What would be the ideal solution? And work with a team or take it to SLT, take it to management in your industry um, with a appropriate solution and take some research with you if that also fits into whatever it is that you're thinking about. So thanks so much for those. I love when people write to me, it gives me something else to kind of sit and think about and perhaps another perspective that I haven't thought about. So thanks so much. Um, hopefully I can do that again next week. So back to self-love now this is something that's kind of I feel like it touches everyone you know and it touches everybody a lot of my friends it's in their life in different ways and we're all in different places on the continuum of self-love I totally totally hand on heart believe that There needs to be more of this in education. We need to give children space and teach them that it's okay to love yourself as well as be kind to your family, love your friends, all those things that we do. But teaching them to love themselves is just like, can you imagine even just yourself for a moment if you think about you'd went through however many years of education with an element of self-love space in there you know however that may look like and if you have experienced that in education especially I'd love to hear from you because it's definitely something that um, for me uh, there's never been as much space as I would like there to be for things like that so thinking about self-love and self-worth you know holding yourself as worthy as the other people in your life this has been something that I've been working through I'd say for like the last six months or so and it did come after a time if you've been listening along the episodes of like real struggle um, you know I was really cross with myself at certain times just like why are you feeling this way like you need to pull yourself up and then being cross at myself that I couldn't um, but I got to a point where I kinda of accepted that the feelings I had were part of me and that I had to be more nurturing and loving towards myself rather than fighting against myself and being angry at myself. So self-worth is a journey, like everything, like happiness, like well-being, like all. But it's one definitely worth doing so I'm still on the journey as we all are but I've been doing different things now to try and add to that so I've put a post on Instagram about this before you know there's a real difference between like self-care when you go for a massage or go and get your nails done something like that and having a bath on a Friday night with a glass of wine something like that that is nice and it's nurturing and it's a lovely thing to do for yourself give yourself some time and that might be all the time you have for yourself in the week when you've got so many things happening and those things are so important Mm. but I think I'm looking more towards (coughs) excuse me um like mental self-care self love of the self love of your own being and holding yourself worthy alongside everyone else in your life because sometimes we put ourselves to the bottom of the pile so one of the things that I've really enjoyed recently is actually at my well-being centre where I'm a well-being coach. I was lucky enough to be included in the Divine Feminine group and there's another one coming up soon and um, each module is based on one of the elements so we just did the earth one and there was a group of eight women, all different ages, different backgrounds and it was just so... So lovely and it actually really opened up a space where I would hear other people's stories and then think about how I was responding to them, you know, like thinking, oh, you know, they don't realise how wonderful they are because they've done this or whatever it is. And then I had a real moment where like, yeah, but you don't speak to yourself that way. (laughs) So Something I would really recommend wherever you are is finding some kind of women's circle first of all. Um, especially if you're in Dubai the Divine Feminine classes are just, I really love them and I haven't felt an experience similar to that since um, India. When I went there five years ago and did my yoga teacher training it was like life-changing in so many ways and this Women's Divine Feminine group is something that i found that brought back elements of that magic, so it's really lovely if you're here in Dubai get in touch. Oh, I'd love to um see you there. It was lovely. Um but there was lots of topics that came up in there. So one of them that really resonated with me was intuitive eating. So a long time ago um when I became vegetarian I started to eat just loads of junk and I ate loads of junk when I was doing my master's as well because I just, there was survival basically, working in the school all the time and doing master's at night and the weekends and sometimes I look back, I actually don't know how I managed it because I couldn't do it now but anyway I did but then what I was doing was living like a student again and eating a lot of pizza and fast food, things like that. So I did put on a lot of weight and that started this kind of vicious circle inside my head of, you know, low self-esteem and low self-worth because I was too busy in that comparison trap, which I've talked about before in another episode, you know, comparing myself to other people. And I would be like, how can they, how can people go to the gym after school? How are they managing when I'm so exhausted? And then I would again, like I said, be annoyed at myself or speak down to myself in my mind. So I've always taught the children about mindful eating. Like there's a little, I think I've got a YouTube video about it, and there's definitely something on a website about that. But the whole idea is to start a mindful practice, like mindful eating for just a few minutes. It's snack time, taking one thing out their lunchbox and, you know, you go through the five senses, look at it, touch it, taste it, smell. A really slow process, but it's just a very small activity that can then lead towards the other end, which is eventual intuitive eating. So because I've been working hard at loving myself more and self-worth, building up my self-worth, I've started looking at it as in, I'm not. Intuitively eating now or making different food choices just to lose weight and fit into my old clothes again, which will also be nice when it happens. But now I'm looking more at the side of, you know, loving my body and wanting to nurture it and look after it properly because it is this vessel that takes me around this earth and it's been with me since the minute I got here and it'll be with me until the minute I leave here. So um, it's just thinking about loving your body and looking after it the way that you would look after other people around you if you've got children if you're a teacher whatever it is and actually also think about like, my little cat you know not one day has he ever had without like the best food that he loves typically because he will not touch anything else so of course it's the most expensive one Try and give him other things, but he has none of it. There's not a day went by where there hasn't been someone to look after him, where he hasn't been played with, you know. And it's just that his needs are always a priority. But then I thought about, well, you know, that's you're lucky enough to have a pet within your house, and you know, of course, you commit to looking after them. But where's the commitment to yourself? So I look back at some choices that I've made over the years, and you think, oh, gosh, you know, and now I think I do connect a lot of that to maybe low self-worth or not loving myself enough not looking after myself properly so intuitive eating is something that you know if you're working on your own love of self love of your own being thinking about what you're putting into your body giving it enough water you think about your house plants like I've now able to keep all my house plants alive the plants on the balcony are thriving so I've been thinking to myself it's a little reminder you know you get out what you put in so if I'm putting enough water into my body then I'm more productive because I'm hydrated I mean these are really basic things but when you take a step back and actually really think about it in your life like you know are you looking after yourself properly I know that I probably wasn't for a while so then again I'm coming back to the the mental self-care so although the things like getting your nails done or having a nice bath those different kind of things are a nice treat thinking about your mind and making time to work on self-worth and feelings of worthiness and deserving to be here. You know, you deserve as much as everybody else. And yeah, I think it's journaling for me was a real um, turning point as well, thinking about, you know, self-love and self-worth. So I've, always journaled I used to do one line a day diaries they're really nice they're quite small and you just of course write one um line a day and it fits five years worth and and they're just really little and they're lovely and I started one of those years ago but one day I flicked through it and I was like oh gosh like (laughs) there's these patterns that keep coming up and you know I could just see a general feeling of being quite unhappy So I decided to start a new one this year on the 1st of January and it was a lovely paper chase diary and it's got more space to write in each day. But again, something that journaling can do for you is when you write down your innermost feelings and you write down the things that are inside, you read them back to yourself and you can see them. You can start to recognize how you're dealing with yourself, how you're speaking with yourself and what you think about yourself. So, being bringing it into your conscious, you know, and really thinking about how you talk to yourself. So, imagine you went out for dinner with your best friend, and as soon as you sat down, you're just like, "Oh, you look a wee bit fat in that dress." Like, <laughs> you would be first of all totally taken aback, and you know, because your best friend would never say that to you. And although your best friends and everyone say, "Oh, you look amazing," and sometimes it doesn't matter because if you don't feel that way, it doesn't help. But the point is they see your worth and they love you. And they realize that these things don't define who you are, you know. So why do we do that to ourselves? Again, if you were sitting talking to your friend and you had done a presentation, you were telling her about it. She's like, oh, yeah, you were a bit nervous. Like you fluffed up your words. It was really quite boring, to be honest. You'd be like, oh, gosh, it just send you spiraling maybe so why do we do that to ourselves so the other thing I wanted to mention when it comes to self love and self-worth is really being careful with how that voice in your mind speaks to you if you're not rooting for you and you're not on your own side how will other people be (laughs) you know so and we're very lucky as human beings that people in our life that love us are there no matter what but we should also try and be that person for ourselves. Some of the things that I've done to kind of help me with that is, um, well, looking in the mirror. I've heard this one a few times. When you look in the mirror in the morning and you just say to yourself out loud, look in your own eyes and say, I love you. This is a really hard exercise to do for some people. And again, it can be quite triggering. So it's something maybe it would be one to kind of build up to. And it also does feel a bit silly at the beginning, it might feel a bit sad, whatever it is, but work through it because building on this self-love and self-worth is just, the rewards are bountiful. Um, I, You've probably heard of Mel Robbins and her version of that is, she tells this really nice story, she was looking in the mirror one day and you know looking at her face and oh look at these wrinkles, look at this and but And then she just really saw herself and thought, you just need like a person that just needs a high five. So she started high fiving herself in the mirror every day. And I'm like, how nice, you know, you high five kids in your life, you high five friends and celebrate their achievements. Do you ever do that for yourself? So I loved that from Mel Robbins. Another thing that I do is um, write on the mirror and lipstick so I've got old lipstick that I just don't feel I really kind of want to wear it anymore um so I decided to use it rather than throw it away and I write on the mirror so I write affirmations and I change it every week so I will write things like I am powerful I am worthy you know whatever it is and I see it every day in the morning when I'm brushing my teeth and I look at it and I just it reminds me that, yeah, you are those things. I am those things. So have a go at that, you know, just see if it works for you. If not, fine. And you can put a post-it up or on your computer or whatever it might be, but something that you see every day. And, you know, I always think like if there's kids around the house and they ask you about it, what a lovely thing to share with them. You know, if you've got nieces that, or nephews that come over, or cousins, whatever it is, family explain why you're doing it and say you can do this too you know and I just think the more love we share around the better. <laughs> um, so yeah that was the things that I wanted to share for that I'm just checking on the list that I have shared everything that I wanted to today which I have really. Um. So the only other thing is tell me then I'd love to hear from you your thoughts on self-love self-worth how you help yourself on that journey to self-worth and self-love. I'd love to hear what you think. And tell me about schools as well. If you work in schools, is there space? Do your management team ensure that there is explicit time taught about children, how to care about themselves in terms of self-love, mentally care for themselves? I'd love to hear from you. Now, again I always find so many quotes and I really have to stop myself from reading out two or three because I'm like one quote each episode that's my rule for just now so of course there were so many to choose from but I just can't help myself whenever I see Beyonce I'm like okay the queen has spoken so your self-worth is determined by you you don't have to depend on someone telling you who you are well said B. Thank you so much for being here. I never actually thought I'd ever be able to pull a podcast together tech-wise, so the fact that I have and the fact that you've listened to it just means the world. Thank you so much. Do leave a review if you can, and also I'd be so grateful if you could share with anyone that you think might be interested, teachers, people looking for a career change, or anyone that's interested in the well-being themes that we've talked about here. Thank you so much. Reach out to me on social media, at Mindfulness Green. I'd love to talk to you and hear any thoughts, comments, or questions and visit my website mindfulnessgreen.com for loads of resources and also if you're interested in coaching or any of the education and school programs that we've got going on at the wellbeing centre do get in touch take care be well and thanks again so much